Hello, and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth, and this is Season 2, Episode 9, How to Respond, with Renee Muskies. Renee is a genre-bending singer-songwriter and actor in Portland, Oregon. Curve Magazine has compared her vocals to a cross between Joni Mitchell and Tori Amos. She's shared the stage with members of the Decemberists and the Dandy Warhols. I'm Renee Muskies, and I'm a musician. I'm from Plano, Texas, but I've been in Portland for about 12 years, and I've been playing guitar for probably 23 years, and been out gigging since like 2004. I I started out in a band in college called Chica y Los Gatos. That was my band name for years. I released two albums of original music. Mm. I was actually a theater major. And then I switched to English and majored in English, but at this, all at the same time had this band going that I would play in Denton. When I was in Portland, I just kind of got into a lot of tribute bands, and it was it's like all almost all women tribute bands and stuff. So yeah. that's been really fun and kind of got my chops, you know, up by doing that. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I would enjoy tribute bands so much, but it turns out, you know, if you learn other people's music, you're you're really just expanding your encyclopedia of music knowledge you know so I love like learning guitar riffs from like classic rock so that's why I guess my main gig right now is major tomboys all-female identified David Bowie cover band I think about what's next you know and I guess that's that's a big theme in like the more recent music that I've written you know now that I'm in a marriage like there's kind of like this I can write about that, and I and I do actually. I think I have one one song about the time I fell in love with my wife. Um, and she had cancer at the beginning of our relationship. I didn't until years later write about that time, but I feel like I captured it, you know, really well. I think about you know the end of two thousand eight, you know, when I met her, and um, what I think of it very fondly, even though it was a hard time. Where trees once made a sound, the the uh, title comes from, if you drive to Astoria, you'll see like a bunch of trees raised, you know, like because of like deforestation. I always kind of thought it'd be cool to do like a photo shoot out in one of those areas because it's, you know, this is kind of like sad beauty of it. What do these trees, you know, have have to say that are gone now? And so there's this sort of ancestral, like, I'm asking, like, what did, I'm trying to figure out, like, what would my ancestors, how do they have responded to this, you know, this sort of destruction? that we're seeing that seems to be beyond our control. When did the scales tip? When did things go too far? When did we let technology run without us? When was there a moment we could have stopped things? Is there still a moment to stop things, you know? And are we, is it okay to still be comfortable in our lives? You know, that's something I ask myself a lot now too. I have another song that says like, stand in the middle of the road like a crow or a sparrow, wait for the car to lose control, ride the wind over the window. When you come upon a bird in the road, it doesn't matter how close you get, they will fly over, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I was thinking about. And I was thinking about the way they stand there right at the edge until it's the last second. Don't be afraid to let things kind of get scary and 
put yourself maybe in danger, but also I think about it artistically as well. Another verse says, jump from the highest of the bluffs, point your feet towards the river, uh, sink till you're almost out of breath, kick your legs and go deeper. It's about pushing yourself to go further and, and into your fears. It's important to practice that in your art and then in your life. Music, it's a vehicle for connecting with people that you might not connect with otherwise. And always has been, and I think will continue to be in the future. The song I mentioned earlier, called it's called Oceanside, um, about falling in love with my wife. I had a man come up to me at a show, um, talk about how it reminded him, him of him and his wife, you know, and oh. falling in love. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. It's relatable to anyone that falls in love, you know? And I think yeah. that that's the kind of importance of music. Artists, particularly in this country and a lot of countries, are not valued. And I think if I was going to change a belief system and if I, you know, wanted to speak to kind of like one goal in my life that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind is like, how do I sustain artists, you know? And like yeah. the belief system is believe that artists are valuable. Practicing art. Viewing art, experiencing art, making art, all of that stuff is in, is just so healthy for you. It's, it's important yeah. for your health. Yeah. It's important for your education and learning. Art is absolutely important. You know, I still have trouble committing to the job I'm in because I, right. because I feel like if I get too stuck in it, I'll never quite get my music out there or whatever. I always feel trapped in my job. That's one, I would say. Um, be okay with another career because, because you're going to do your art no matter what. If you do it and you practice it and you just get yourself out there, then you're doing it. Like there's nothing, what else is making it than doing it, you know? I used to write more about relationships when I first started writing music and You know, it was like sort of like the ups and downs of dating sort of, you know, reflected in my love life reflected. But I think I think what I've written about is kind of diversified as I've gotten older. And I think about bigger things now than just mm-hmm. like my personal relationships. You know, I think about I think I just write about like more social issues now, you know, or that, yeah. that comes out in my work more, even if it's told in a very specific story related to my life, which is, I think, you know, what I try to do. So I'm, I am biracial. I like, I'm half Mexican, half white, you know, Italian, but, um, I, I'm a white passing person. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's, you know, the responsibility of, of white people to like, you know, do better, um, for people of color and, you know, being that I'm biracial, you know, just also kind of being true to my Latinx roots about that and I think about like okay um I you know I do need to do better as somebody that's both a person of color and a white passing person of color I wrote a song like it was right before the I think it was around where the inauguration of Trump was you know and you know I was just sort of trying to figure out you know how to move forward without a heavy heart you know and but also like you know, the song starts with, like, quiet down your mind, nobody's fooled, nobody's here by mistake, like, basically trying to say this is, um, mm. you know, we're all here because we all 
we all brought us here. So the song just kind of asks, you know, I call to the beasts that live within the ocean waves and stuff, you know, so I'm like kind of looking at the surroundings around there and trying to ask what's next, how do I respond and how do I take responsibility. I closed my eyes and I tried not to breathe. I wore my heart on my sleeve. I only wanted to be seen. Bittersweet memories. I see. 
If you'd like to see more of Renee's work, you can check out her website at chicayloscatos.com. That's C-H-I-C-A-Y-L-O-S-G-A-T-O-S dot com. Thank you to our production assistant and sound engineer, Matt Larimer, for his help in putting this episode together. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, feel free to reach out through our site, futureprairie.com, or reach out to us on social media at futureprairie.